Y'all for the record, y'all just I was cute today. On a hat. You cute every day. No makeup. <laughs> no makeup. Yeah, just cute. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> Hello, my name is Mrs. Melanin. And I'm Belief Mel. And we're here with episode 153 of How, How Married, Married Are, Are you? you? My name is Belief, this is Yvette, and we've been married 12, 12 years. In California, we got four kids. Relationships scary, it's very necessary. We share our love of struggles. We ask How, How Married, Married Are, Are you? Every Tuesday and Thursday. Hey, let me listen in, you in a wedding party. It's okay if you want to put your hands up. You got the questions. We got the answers. It's chocolate baby story time. Chocolate baby story time. It's chocolate baby story time. One, two, three, and. You have anything? Something? I'll tell oh, you I do have one, but go ahead. I cleaned the kids' bathroom mm. this weekend. Nasty. <laughs> okay? <laughs> nasty. Um, and I don't really call things nasty, but it was nasty. <laughs> um, and then after I finished, because, like, what I do is I take everything out, mm -hmm. I clean it, and then I let it, I let it sit for a second. <laughs> and... It was quiet time. I heard Theo and Ryan walk out and they go, Are we moving? <laughs> they were like, it looks like it looks like the bathroom has never been used. Are we moving out? And they were like, let's check the drawers. And all their drawers were still full. And he was like, oh, okay. But yeah. That they is they were really excited to see their clean bathrooms this And that's really funny. Um so last week it was raining. It's been raining in California. It's crazy. So I was been parking on the curb, mm -hmm. right? And um, it was a Wednesday and I was upstairs and I heard the curbside cleaner. The curbside cleaner comes every, I don't know. And then I like jet. <laughs> I think I was even in the middle of recording content or something too. And I just ran. I would love to see that video. <laughs> I just ran and got the um car and moved it into the driveway mind you the street sweeper had already come so i was like oh shoot i'm about the to ticket get ticket man was next but the ticket man was right there as as i was literally pulling into my driveway the ticket man was coming like this i was like please don't stop please don't stop and he kept going well i get back inside the house and raya goes did you get a ticket and i was like no and then he goes but you deserve a ticket mm. <laughs> it was like, yeah, but I didn't get a ticket. And yeah. Yeah, I think that's a good conversation about yeah. mercy and grace. And you know, I even said that to myself. I, we were driving somewhere. Did we have a long drive recently? But we, I was driving somewhere and I was like, I missed an opportunity right there. And I think there's still an opportunity for me to kind of go back there. But there's often times that like he gets away with something and I don't catch him. But mm -hmm. he deserved to get in trouble. You know what I mean? Yeah, like he deserves stuff all the time. <laughs> there's a whole conversation about grace there because that man sure did just keep on driving. But he got somebody else, which is sad. But yeah, you know, I did deserve that ticket. <laughs> man, shout out to everybody in those neighborhoods where 
the street sweeper comes and everybody just comes out starting does a whistle <laughs> and like everybody moves. <laughs> Is that a thing? Oh, absolutely. Some neighborhoods, they just like they sit there and they wait for the street. In the car. Yeah. Our and na- they just go to the other side, and then they go to the other side and par- get their parking spot back. Mm. That's what everybody does now by the apartments. Yeah, by the apartments they do Especially that. Especially during, I mean, like, winter break or summertime. Stuff like I've that. never heard them whistle, but I do see them out there like, and you ain't going to give me a ticket today. When we was over there shooting our sh- short film at Dom and Diana's house, uh-huh. that's what happened. Really? Yeah, we were shooting it, and our lighting truck pulled up and all that stuff, and then all of a sudden all the cars just started moving. And I was like, what in the heck is going on? And they were like, wink, wink. And everybody just, it was wild. That's so dope. Yeah. That's what you're supposed to do, look out for each other. Yeah, love thy neighbor. All right. All right, y'all. So I think emails are supposed to be on Tuesdays, but this was a really meaty email that I felt like could take a whole episode. And so we're definitely. And it's a potential argument. So, you know, (laughs) you guys get ready. Babe. It's not a potential argument. We had a conversation before this recording that says, how are we going to avoid any potential arguments? And now you're coming on here talking about potential argument. Anywho, um, not going to say any names. Oh, she said her name. But none of us. Um, she is... Explain the backstory just a little bit. Can I just read it and let her explain it? Okay. I don't, I don't really do good summarizing. Okay. All right. Hi, Yvette and Believe. To start, thank you for offering your presence online. I'm a single mother who didn't grow up with my mother. I grew up with my father and stepmom, who were both very distant at times and lacked vulnerability. So I'm very much learning through you both on how to be to be a mother parent, a mother slash parent. You are the ones I think of whenever I have a question. What would Yvette or Believe do? Oh, that is that so is really sweet. Sweet. Um, she says that she can relate to Yvette. So maybe this is a question for Yvette because she relates to my upbringing in a sense and belief. I'd love your input as well. Oh, thanks. <laughs> right, it's a little backstory. So I was raised pretty sheltered to an extent. I grew up in the church from birth and with went faithfully every week, sometimes twice a week. But when I graduated high school, I left church due to not feeling connected to its messaging and, t- and didn't turn back to Christianity until this year at 32 years old. I'm at a point in life where I'm coming back to myself. I've built a connection with Jesus and finally feel like I understand him and his word. I've also done a great deal of healing from childhood trauma, Mm. so much so that while I resisted relationships in the past, I finally feel ready for a long-term commitment. However, because of my because my dad was so strict and controlling growing up, in addition to experiencing terrible relationships in my 20s, I'm I'm caught in between wanting a I'm caught in between wanting to experience a healthy long-term partnership and wanting to be single, free, and not tied down in any way. The reason being, I don't want anyone to have control over me and prefer and prefer not to be submissive to a man. I've seen women who let go of their autonomy and how it affects them and the trajectory of their lives. It often stunts their growth while advancing the man's. I was the woman in a few of my relationships. I was that woman in a few of my relationships. And it scares me that allowing the man to lead means giving the trajectory of my life away to a person who may or may not decide to go in a direction that's best for mm, that's best for the both of us, but in a direction that is best for him and his vision. I get it. It's we over me, but the imbalance almost feels too great to bear. I don't think I trust anyone to lead me. It took me years to trust Jesus. LOL. Can we can we just pause? I know. I was going to stop right there because there is a lot. The vocabulary. <laughs> <laughs> I think her word choices 
throughout this entire email because we haven't she has she goes on to give us four questions based on the backstory. Yeah, before we get to the questions, mm-hmm. I just want to say shout out to her. Yeah. Because she did not want to be misunderstood not for a at second. All. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No, I need you to understand everything. <laughs> the thoroughness of this email is just divine. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So I, I do, I would like to say that I probably think that a lot of women would agree with this mm-hmm. email. Um, what happens when you give mm-hmm. over um, part of your life, right? And I'm not saying give, but like when you give over part of your life to someone that you may not trust. Mm-hmm. What do you think? That was the part of the, I'm sorry, I feel like I'm yelling. That was the part of the vocabulary that I was having trouble with. Okay. Because there was some really strong statements here. Um, I don't want to give, I don't want anyone to have control over me. And I was like, what? Who got? I don't feel like you have control over me. Absolutely not. (laughs) I don't feel like you've ever had control over me. And you are a bicycle with no rider going down a hill. I'm just trying to catch up to you. <laughs> Don't nobody got control over you. Excuse me. So would you suggest that I have control over you? Absolutely. <gasps> what? Say more. I'm not, we're not gonna we get didn't into even that. talk to, about this part. I told you I was a potential argument. <laughs> what? No, no, no. Do you feel like I have control over you? Absolutely. Wow. I need you to elaborate. I need you to explain yourself. I don't want to. What? See? (laughs) No. No. Did you see? (laughs) No, 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 no. I feel like you are avoiding a conversation. I'm not avoiding a conversation. I just think you have control over me. In this moment, in present day, I have control over you? Absolutely not. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. Your feelings are valid. No, no, no. No, no. They aren't. <laughs> First of all, they're not valid. No, 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 no. Seriously, I do believe your feelings inform things, but I really want to understand how you interpret the word control. Well, there's certain things that in order for me to do them, you have to experience them first. In order for you to do them. In order for me to be validated in my feelings, sometimes you have to go through something in order for me to be true. In your feelings or in your in my, my in my suggestions? No, not in my suggestions. In my experience, so I could say, I don't think that's a good idea. I'm not going to do that. And you're like, why not? I'm like, because I don't want to do it. And you're like, see, we're not the same. And then you experience something, or you go to a therapy, or whatever, and you'll be like, you don't have to do that if you don't want to. after i'm like i'm like i don't thank you you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. so there's there's certain amount of our in our relationship there's i just know that sometimes i might have to wait for things you know what i'm saying i hear you and i what you're saying is definitely true Yes, that sometimes I have to experience things in order to understand what you were saying. Right. And sometimes um, I don't get it, but I'm like, all right, go ahead. Yeah. And then I feel like because of the reality of my situation where it has been that I now have to experience things in order to understand what you're saying, I trust you 
better. I have like, I have a longer <laughs> leash. <laughs> what? No, do not. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that I have a I have. There's definitely more f- like a. I don't know how I'm starting to use words like this woman now. Oh my goodness, babe! Do you understand that we I'm like? Trying. It's like okay. There's certain things that like. I have to I have to have a pretty good case for. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Um, nowadays, I think you are. Even the situation that happened of March tenth, March tenth last year, we had something happen, and I was so like adamant about my feelings. I told you everything I believed, right? And you were like, "I am not there with you," right? Mm-hmm. And you looking for a calendar? I'm, I'm, yeah. <laughs> like what happened, Mark? Oh, so dang, I, that was a date. Yeah, so I I experienced what I experienced, and you weren't even on board with me Mm. until after I, like, broke down. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And then you were like, okay. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so even still, Mm -hmm. I'm just letting you know here, this is where I'm still at. I'm Mm -hmm. still here, (laughs) you know? Mm -hmm. Um, But as far as, like, control-wise, I'm not saying that. You tell like you tell tell me to do anything and you force me to do anything. I just know if I don't do it, it's gonna get done and then we might have to redo it. You know what I'm saying? Or it's it's easier for me to do it, if it's easier for you to do something with my help than me to just be like, well, go ahead and do it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So for me, you know, I am a huge definitions person. So I had to look up the definition of control. Control as a noun is the power to influence or direct people's behavior or the course of events. And I don't, I'm not saying, and I think control is a strong word, Mm -hmm. but I definitely think that whatever the word to describe our relationship, I think you got more of it. (laughs) (laughs) I have more influence to direct your behavior. Yeah, absolutely. You don't think so? I definitely think I have influence. I don't know if I have more than you. Do you know... (laughs) There have been periods in my life where I've literally had to, and I feel like we've had this conversation, where I've had to, like, determine, am I hearing the voice of my husband or am I hearing the voice of God? And, like, you have, I think you have more influence in my life than you might be aware of. Probably. Um, But I definitely do believe that you have influence over my behavior. Now, I don't know if we're going helping this girl out at all, but I think control, as society uses it, ha- is a very strong word mm-hmm. um, to use in the context of marriage. Yeah, I do prefer this um, this use of the word influence. I do believe that I influence you in how you do things, and you influence me right. in how I do things, and therefore it's not control; it's mutual influence. Well, let's think about what who do we have control over at all? I mean. Not even the kids. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say my kids, and now I was like, I don't know. No, <laughs> they do what they want to do. Yeah. Sometimes they listen to us, mm-hmm. and most of the time they do what they want. Yeah, and so I think when it comes to that use, the use of that word um, in a relationship, in marriage, is that it's not necessarily that someone is controlling you, but you do have this person who is a dominant presence in your life, 
and has a significant amount of influence on how you move through life. And that's just how it is because you have decided to partner with said person in order to move down this thing called life. And so I don't want you to feel like you're giving up control because ultimately you have control over what you do and how you respond to that influence. But here's the thing. It's like there's certain things that I don't do, right? Yes. But there's things that you do, okay? So that means we do those things. What? Okay. And there's certain things that you don't do, but I do. And because of that, we do those things. Examples, bro. Okay, like, so serving at the church. I'm mm-hmm. like, yo, we're going to be greeters. Oh, my God. See? Sorry, Lord. That was the Forgive response yeah. that Yvette said, I, I'm not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I, said, I did it. I said, we are going to serve in some form or fashion. Let's just serve here. I'm already on the team. Just come join me. Y'all, let me just tell you why that was like the worst ministry for me to serve in. Because, you know, in the, at the point in the church service when the pastor is like, greet your neighbor, I always got to go to the bathroom at that time. Every single time. <laughs> or, and that, or she takes the kids to the bathroom. Yeah. It never Somebody got to go to the bathroom. I got you. Let's go. Yeah. This I is just, the person who wants friends, y'all. Remember that. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's wrong. Don't force me to get up and like shake somebody's hand that I don't want to shake. Yeah. And I think that that's crazy because we go to a non-denominational church, which means that it's kind of diverse, but not really. <laughs> no. But when you go to a black church, they literally sing you a song <laughs> and all come greet you and ask you where you're from and give you a microphone. And you have a, a script and speech that you're supposed to say that I never heard of. <laughs> you know what's funny about that is I think because I grew up in that environment with those people, it was a nice opportunity to be able to like greet everybody that I was seeing across the pews that I might not get to greet after church or that I didn't get to pre- greet before church. Yeah. So it was more so like a family people. reunion. But mm-hmm. the new people, I could see how that would be uncomfortable. But it, these it non-denominational the churches have too many people in them. And and you know what's crazy about those same churches is that the lights are on all, 100%. <laughs> <laughs> You can see everybody, and everyone's looking at you, get all nervous about the pee yourself. I hate it. Goodness gracious. That is hilarious because that's true. Yeah. As bright as I don't know what in them churches. But anyways, let's get back on topic. Okay. Okay, so I get it. And then wait, what's an example of me? Uh, Things that, okay, so like parties. Oh. I don't do that. But because you do them, we do them. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Get down or lay down. No. Get, you help me. Or, or I'm, I'm going to do, do it myself. myself. I'm going to do it myself. And then I'm going to be exhausted. But don't ask me for nothing tomorrow. Because <laughs> I'm going to be in the bed recovering <laughs> from what I had to do by myself yesterday. <laughs> Whatever. Okay. okay. All right. So we're there. So okay. no, so we're not saying that it's controlling. Mm-hmm. And I think we're going to cover this more in the questions. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Um. Yeah. And then she said, and then there was another phrase that she used. She said, let go of their autonomy and it, how it affects them and the trajectory of their life. Okay, so now, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. I, okay, so I just want to say something. Quick plug. Our e-course, yeah, I was thinking the premarital too. advantage, we talked about mm-hmm. individual and combined goals, which mm-hmm. people do not talk about before they get married. Um, I think that you, this person here, we should just give her the e-course. That's actually a good idea. Okay, 
one one thing. First of all, thank you so much for sending your email to Yvette because we all know you ain't send that to me. <laughs> so the email was so good, and we do think it'll be beneficial for you. So we'd love to gift you mm-hmm. the uh, premarital yeah, e-course. Premarital, I, the advantage. premarital advantage. Yeah, yeah. and so um, we're going to do that because the, the part just on individual and combined goals, I think it's going to be really important for you. Yeah. You're not giving away... Uh, your autonomy, but go, but go ahead, babe. I know you were going to say something. No, I was just looking up the definition of autonomy. The definition of autonomy is the right or condition of self-government. And so then I looked up self-government, and self-government is the government of a country by its own people, especially after having been in a colony. Yeah, I, my, my, my wife doesn't do what I tell her to do. Okay, go ahead. No, I don't. I mean, I consider what you – I don't feel like you're telling me to do something. I feel like it's more of a request Am I wrong? I don't be requesting. I just be like, all right, so what do you mean? Like, give me an example of something I've I've told you to do. Told me to do? Yeah. Um, He had me edit the podcast back in the day. Back in the day. Mm -hmm. Right. And that was one of the things that, what are you shaking your head for? Because there was a reason. There was a reason why. Yeah. And so... Him inviting me. I don't know if you invited me. I don't remember how it happened. Do you remember how it happened? Did you just tell me to do it? No, there was a, you were asking for a lot. And the thing is about, excuse me, sometimes with Yvette is that she'll say something not understanding the cost of it. Mm. So because I'm saying I don't want to do that, it makes it seem like I'm not on board or like I don't care or something like that. So I say, okay. Well, you do it, mm-hmm. and then the uh, the lights are on in the church. <laughs> She's been exposed to everything it costs, so I'm more just like I just want you to know mm-hmm. what it costs, so that way, even the way we communicate with our employees changes when you've been in the seat. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You've been in the editor's chair because mm-hmm. you know what's realistic and what's mm-hmm. not. Yeah, very so. true. Um, yeah, I don't know. Okay, all right, but. But I do believe that who you choose does change the trajectory of your life. That is why it's important to choose well. Again, we talk about this in the the premarital advantage. Um, But, yeah. Okay, and one more thing. Okay. Some men do try to control you. Yes. And they do try to tell you what to do. Yes. And some women. Do the same thing. Do the same thing. Thing. Very true. At some point, we're going to be talking about brother, brother, oh husbands. Gosh. Brother, husbands, have you seen this? Okay, we're not going to get into it now, but guys. Next episode. Brother, husbands, <laughs> are you kidding me? And, and, and that's actually amazing. <laughs> but we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Next episode. Um, okay, so let's get into our questions. Okay. Are we ready for our questions? Yeah. Okay, so question number one. There's four questions. Question number one, Yvette. How did you know Glenn was the person you wanted to lead as a masculine presence in your marriage? Now, I don't necessarily, um, I definitely was setting out to marry a man. <laughs> oh. But I wasn't, I don't necessarily think I was looking for a masculine presence. So, so are you saying that I'm a. <laughs> no. I didn't curse. Her, but go ahead. Um, <laughs> what? No, I'm not saying anything like that. It's just that I wasn't necessarily looking. And 
You know, I don't know, but Glenn just was someone that I wanted to do life with. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let me look at the question. She said, how did you know he was someone you wanted to lead? I think, you know, there's this phrase or this slogan, and it might be a little bit. How did you know that he was someone you wanted to lead? I'm sorry. How did you know Glenn was the person you wanted to lead as a masculine presence in your life, mm-hmm. marriage? Um, and so I, there's this cliche, it's kind of cliche. It's kind of, maybe it's overused, maybe it's not. But it, there's this phrase that goes, in order to be a good leader, you have to be a good follower. And I saw how Glenn was submitted to accountability. I saw how he had a few mentors in his life. And I feel like that was one of the hugest indicators of his leadership. I also saw how he was leading those young men in the um, youth group that he was in charge of, what are you, leading, leading. Mm-hmm. Um, and I saw how much that they looked up to him and respected him as a man. And you don't, it's not easy to get respect of like young men like that. You know yeah, what I mean? Like in 14, a positive 15. Yeah. way to the point where they want to continue to come back to youth group every week. Um, and so that was one of the things that I admired about him. And I believe too, that he was super respectful of me. He was a little ambitious in his respect, but super respectful. A little ambitious in your respect. <laughs> what does that mean? What does that mean? I'm trying to hold back your lips from me, boy. Oh yeah. Cause I didn't want to kiss you. Yeah. And yeah, I yeah. did want to kiss you, but I didn't want it like, physical everything to be like a like the only reason we connected yes and shout out to those young men mm-hmm. that i still kick it with today when they come mm-hmm. around we're still it's like it, we don't miss a yeah beat. yeah um i actually ran into one not too long like at a uh, board and brew recently did you remember that yeah and he was talking about you and how he keeps up with belief in fatherhood yeah you know what i mean so that's super sweet how many of them are probably just watching you. Yeah, I miss those kids. Um, and still feeling connected to you in that way. Grown men. Grown men with yeah. their own families. Yeah. So you're still, oh my gosh, I'm getting goosebumps. You're still like leading them in some way. Have you thought about that? I have not. That is powerful. Um, anywho, yeah. So that's, I mean, I don't know if that answers the question fully, but those are some things that I noticed about him. He was not only submitted to like actual human beings, but I felt like he was submitted to scripture. Mm-hmm. Um, he was very legalistic, but we got, we, <laughs> maybe that's some of my influence <laughs> that, um, or just the Lord just kind of breaking his heart for the things that break his. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. I had, I had, I had, I didn't know there were boundaries before, but I had like strict rules that kept mm. me focused. Yeah. Like I didn't have a TV. I didn't eat like, oh. I didn't eat red meat, nothing yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, you weren't eating red meat when I met you. Uh-uh, I didn't watch anything. Yeah. Yeah. All right, question number two. I'm wondering how it feels, Yvette, to allow your husband to lead, as well as if you feel powerless or more powerful as a married woman. The words power kind of like powerless. Yeah, I just, I feel like... As much as we want to answer these questions, the foundation of your beliefs, you know what I mean, about Mm -hmm. partnerships, Mm -hmm. because it just seems like there's so much. Yeah. Like, it almost seems like bad doctrine. Bad doctrine. Like, yes. Do you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. what does that mean? 
when you talk about power and who, what has your history been? And who are these running into? Now, I'm not. Sorry. <laughs> so I'm going to say something at the risk of it being like taken the wrong way. But I can understand where that comes from because she said her upbringing is similar to mine. And I don't I don't know. Like, I wouldn't necessarily say that um, my dad had the power or the control or the whatever. But it kind of felt like it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, my mom definitely had authority. Um but it did feel like it all came down to what is dad going to allow, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Like my dad, and I'm old now, so he can't spank me, but um, he only let us watch one hour of TV on a weekday, right? And that was ridiculous. Like I was a straight A student. I didn't need to just have one hour of TV. So I wouldn't watch one hour of TV. But that was like one of the rules. And when dad came home, TV's off. Everyone's running. It was like, you know what I mean? We're running to our corners and like we're not doing, we weren't watching TV, dad. No. You know what I'm saying? So um, I can understand like if your dad was had that type of like whatever in the household, I can see why she would think these things or why this vocabulary would be something that she'd use. Because there were times too when I felt like, yeah, like I would be like, mom, just, you know, this doesn't even make sense. Just yeah. make it make sense. Fight back. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, yeah. So I can kind of understand where that comes from. But what's the question? I'm wondering how it feels to allow your husband to lead as well as if you feel powerless or more powerful as a married woman. I actually feel very empowered by my husband. I feel like, um, for example, like when he challenged me to record the podcast, I now understood why it was better to avoid burping in the mic or drinking a soda before um, recording a podcast or coughing and clearing my throat. Like I understood why that was annoying. There, there's a clip we have. It was so funny. Like you sat down, I watched, I looked at you, you had a spin drift and I was like you finna drink that and you were like yeah and then you go just edit it out <laughs> <laughs> and I was like oh my gosh <laughs> yeah but like if again if you choose well if you have the right foundation you will not feel powerless you will feel empowered and i hope that the same is true for my husband i hope that by being in relationship with me he feels empowered to be able to like move and do the things that he needs to do in order to complete the mission or to fulfill the path toward our mission um yeah. but i do not feel powerless and yeah yeah, I don't know. I just, I feel, I just am sad. Yeah, I'm sad for her. I am sad because I feel like you haven't had a healthy example of a good marriage and relationship. And I so want that for you. I so want that for you. Um, because it doesn't have to be what you've seen or experienced. Mm -hmm. It can be so much more if you choose well. And I love that you are now getting reconnected with God, because I do believe that that will give you better discernment as you move forward in your relationships. Hopefully, because I, I, my whole, my, in the end, I want you to 
pursue relationship or be open to it. Stay open to it. Um, question number three, belief. Oh. <laughs> mm -hmm. I know you take pride in leading your family and you do an amazing job. Do you feel that you're leading the family? Do you feel that you're leading the family in the direction of your vision or the vision of both you and Yvette? Um, I'm submitted not only to Yvette and God and Yvette, I'm also submitted to the children, mm -hmm. right? So when we talk about leading, we are talking about, like, you can't lead only from the front. Like, mm -hmm. you have to go back and see where everybody is. Mm -hmm. And if we're in a position where, you know, YouTube is, like, the worst thing that we could be doing, you know what I mean? Then we would have to not do that, you know? Um, here's another thing. It's, like, as far as vision is concerned, um, my only goal is peace. Mm -hmm. Like, I want peace of mind. That's the only thing. Mm -hmm. And... Nothing conflicts with that. And if it does, then I feel like the problem um, is not just, um, it, it's not within me. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like it's, it, it might be within some of the people I'm around. Mm -hmm. So um, my vision is, I'm not, and I think people just have a little bit of like, they, they don't know me that well. So they assume I'm like super ambitious and 100% focused on my goal and my intention, and I have to work all the time because we need to win. I'm not like that. Like, I just know that we both have desires. We both have made them known to one another, and we are helping each other get to the intended, the intended place. Yeah. And um, I'm not focused on my vision. I'm focused on our vision. Um, Yvette has, you know, we both want to travel. We both want to own an RV and travel around with our family. We, it's very difficult. We had a lot of hard, intense fun last time <laughs> we did that trip. It was amazing. That was a good way to put it. We also, I'm, I'm only thing, another vision I have is making really good content. Mm -hmm. I love making, telling really great stories. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure that, I'm focused only on my vision, but it is, I am all, but I'm very strict on holding Yvette and myself accountable to what we said we were going to do. Mm -hmm. Right. So sometimes, uh, like we'll, we'll talk about later, there's a detour, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? That I'm not necessarily always up for, you mm -hmm. know? And I think that's where it looks like, well, you just trying to, why, why can't she do that if she wants to do that? It's like the same way I can't just stop doing what I'm doing because I, I made a commitment, mm -hmm. you know, so. Yeah. Okay. The last question um, says, Yvette, do you feel that your personal needs get put on the back burner for Glenn's vision for the family? I know you mentioned before that you're still figuring out what you want to do in life. Will your vision be a priority even if it doesn't align with the family business? For example, you mentioned wanting to support a teacher in need in a previous podcast and the idea was shut down due to the family and homeschool being first priority. I could tell you were so excited while talking about it, but that excitement went away when the conversation switched to needing to stay focused. This is what I'm afraid of. It seems like allowing someone to lead ultimately results in someone losing what could ultimately bring them joy. Maybe losing individuality in exchange for a unison vision is the dilemma. And so I... Um, 
I do not feel like my personal needs get put on the back burner. I feel like in any relationship, there's a give and take. I feel like even like, let's just remove Glenn from the picture, right? Let's remove Glenn from the picture. If I wanted to be, um, so, you know, my previous career was I was a teacher, a math teacher. And some thoughts I had were moving me towards administration, right, to being becoming an administrator, which in hindsight, I'm like, why the heck did I want to do that? Um, but like that, sorry, <laughs> that was something that I had thought I wanted to do. And so in order to reach that goal, there would be things that I have to do. There would be classes that I would have to take. There would be there would have to be roles I would have to participate in in order to show that I have what it takes to be an administrator someday. So no matter what goal or mission you're moving toward, there's always going to be things that you have to give up in order to make sure that you're pushing yourself forward toward the mark. And so I feel like when we are in relationship, we we do, we get a vision. There's a vision that is cast. And as a partnership, especially with children, you have something that you are both working toward um, for this sake of the family. And so I don't feel like my personal needs have been put on the back burner. I do feel like it is, it is a responsibility of mine to make sacrifices in order to propel us forward. Um, and then as far as the example that you mentioned, that is so important. I feel like um, Glenn was right. As much as I like wanted to support that teacher, I did not have time for that. And I think sometimes we have to acknowledge that the desires of our heart are not necessarily um, like in alignment with what we're doing. I, there are friends that I want to be there for more in a certain way, like more hands-on or whatever, but I just cannot do that like I was able to do in seasons with maybe one child or no children at all, if that makes sense. And so when it comes to the vision that we are currently working toward, I think it's also valuable to acknowledge the fact that like Glenn and I got married when I was 23 and he was 25. We thought we knew what we wanted for our lives. I was trying to become like be, I was trying to be a teacher, ASB director, all the different things. And Glenn was trying to be a rapper. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I was a rapper. You, I'm and sorry. you were a teacher. Yes, we were those things. And we were trying to make those like our lifelong careers. And in an essence, like we're basically doing what we set out to do. Glenn is still telling stories and I am still teaching. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we're doing it. It just looks different. And when Glenn first started doing um, Belief in Fatherhood, I didn't want nothing to do with it. I didn't understand why you put your business out there like that. I just was so confused. And then time passed and the Lord softened my heart and I got to see how people were engaging with the content and I got to see the value of it. And I got to see like the, the privilege that I was living with as far as having examples of black families in my life and being able to see what I thought was healthy <laughs> mm -hmm. things in my life. Um, and other people don't get to see that. And so when I saw that for Glenn and I, and I got a glimpse of what that, what his work was doing 
for the better good of not just like people, but like for the world, I really do believe that we are impacting the world one family at a time, one individual at a time. And um, my vision kind of started to become in alignment with my husband's. And it has become in alignment with my husband's. And so we now, I feel like better understand our position and our roles in getting us there. And in this season, I am a homeschooling mother of four who primarily is at home, but also supports on the business side of things as well. And so these extra miscellaneous things that I want to do are not necessarily beneficial to the well-being of my family unit. You know what I'm saying? And so I think that if Glenn doesn't push back and if I don't push back on him, then we then that's when like the foundation just gets murky and it's not solid. And so um, did I answer the question? There are things that I want to do. There are things um, that I cannot do right now. There are things that Glenn wants to do. Glenn wants to do Frank the Puppet, but he can't do Frank the Puppet in this moment. I want to do retreats, but that doesn't really make sense right now in this moment. And so, um, yeah, man, I don't know. I just feel like when you do finally align in your vision, the rest of it is just, it's not smooth sailing, but it's sailing. You got to still adjust to the winds and the current. Yeah, I think you answered that well. I think also that like we we have to, um, you know, timing is everything, mm-hmm. you know. So yes. like, you know, if Yvette goes, I want to support teachers that, you know, what what was it? The example was. Whereas I wanted to support the classroom t- or the. A teacher. A teacher. Right. Mm-hmm. But did you have a specific teacher in mind? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, and yeah. so if we come together and we say, hey, we know such and such is not doing well, and we've done this before, mm-hmm. hey, these people are low on money or whatever, you know what I'm saying, I really like to help them out, I'm aligned with that. You mm-hmm. know, let's figure out a way to do it, you know. But I think, too, that there's always a cost to one of those things, right? So it's like if Yvette is like, yo, I need to go away for the week, you know what I'm saying, she, she usually makes sure everything is good. So when she goes away, there's no problems when she gets back. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? But even still, there's still a on-ramp for you to come back. Yes. You know what I mean? And that on-ramp is steep. Mm-hmm. And it's going to take a lot of mm, to get up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and so we don't necessarily know what the cost is of things that we always want to do. Um, and so a lot of times when she says, I want to do something, I'm like, okay, How? How is it going to, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I'll tell you ex- a pretty prime example. Lily, the dog. We wanted to get the dog. I, I wanted the dog, but I didn't want a dog, right? Because I was like, I know what comes with a dog. Yeah. So, and the kids were like, we want a dog. And I was like, cool. Yvette, you swipe the card. Because I want to make sure that I'm, I, you know, this was not me. Mm-hmm. You swipe it. Mm-hmm. Now we got the dog. Mm-hmm. Dog is fine. Dog's doing great. I don't want the dog. dog Yvette don't want the dog. <laughs> don't want the the dog, dog is a lot. I knew the dog was a lot. But I also know that, like, you know, sometimes Yvette wants a baby. She, bad. She wants a baby Babe, so bad. I'm not Crazy. the only one. Uh, what does that mean? I want a baby, too. You know, Theo 
is the main one that doesn't want a baby. The other day he confessed that he wants he wants baby. a sister. He wants another baby sister. Oh yeah, that is so cute. Isn't that so sweet? And it almost made me want to say, "Okay, Glenn, go get your vasectomy reverse." I'm not see control. <laughs> Think about that. That statement. <laughs> no. Hey, let them flip your balls inside out. Flip, flop, flip, flop, flip. <laughs> Why would you say? Why would you even think that? Oh, my God. See, now now we get it. But, like, I know what it's going to cost for us to have another baby. Yeah. What it's going to take and how much weight I'm going to gain. Like, I do not want to go through that experience. What are you doing? I'm just listening for Uzi. Um, And so, like... I'm not there with you. Mm-hmm. Don't, I don't want another baby. We need a new house. We need a new car. Yeah. We need to. I don't want another baby. And and we could do it. We could totally do yeah. it. Um, now, if you're down to adopt yes. in a few years, then we would be down for that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I would be down for that. A and baby. I, I wasn't always down for that. I don't know about a baby. <gasps> but It needs to be a baby. I'm just kidding. Why? We can adopt anybody. Yeah. Like those older ages are the I ones know. that really need to be adopted. True. So anyway, um, yeah, like, yeah, I'm not saying that. Um, I know that when when she talked about, she said, um, uh, something about you know putting your your needs on the back burner. Uh-huh. Yvette's needs are always my priority. Her needs are 100 percent my priorities. Um, some things I don't know her needs. They all sound like wants sometimes. <laughs> You're going to make me pee. <laughs> I just literally had to cross my But wait, 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 wait. The other thing I wanted to say about that is communication is key. Because I feel like I've gotten better at expressing my needs. Like at the start, at the end of last year, I was like, babe, I'm going to need to get away every quarter. I even had like a suggestion of what that looked like. Even not just for me, because I value it for him too. And I know that it's valuable for him. It's very important for us to be, um, to be able to communicate our needs I think at that point, you do need to have a little bit of autonomy over what you need. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that is something that a lot of women, um, our therapist has talked about it. It's like you're playing the martyr. Like that is not necessarily your responsibility. You know, like that's not admirable. Yeah. You need to make sure that you are having your needs met. Yeah. I think too, um, uh, you know, Yvette's desires um, I think that it's okay for them to get on the back burner sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And just so you know, like, some of her desires are things I already know. Like, I told you in 2020, like, we're going to have to take a vacation every month. You did. A while ago. Mm-hmm. And you were like, okay, I want to take a vacation. Or I want, I want us to have scheduled time. And I'm like, cool. You know what I'm saying? I already knew it was coming. I didn't have any plan for it. But I already knew based on, like, just how much time we spend with our children, how much time we spend at work and what we do, we need a reconnection period every month. Mm-hmm. It has to happen. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That needs to be the goal going forward. Um, and so a lot of the stuff, like we we, I, we just have to wait for each other for. Yeah. There are certain things that mm-hmm. like, you know, she believes and she knows that she needs. And I don't necessarily know that, right? But I, she has to wait till I get up to speed with her, you know, and vice versa. What are you laughing for? Because I need a personal chef. Mm-hmm. I still need that. I agree with you. <laughs> I love you. Yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. But like I said, I know that that is not realistic in this season. Right. 
And so. Yeah. And I, we had an argument about that a long time did. ago. And I was, when I said it before, I was just kind of saying it. And you took me seriously. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, I th- I hope you guys got something from this conversation. It was a really good question, a really good email. And um, I'm going to call you Miss J. I just hope that you begin to really look at what, where your view of marriage is coming from and maybe even just find another couple that you admire or that you look to as being healthy or ideal so that you can um, reach out to them and have honest conversations with maybe the wife, maybe both of them, whatever the case may be. But uh, yeah, girl. Yeah. Um, let's have Bree, let's email this, forward her, mm-hmm. and then uh, forward this to Bree and just say, hey, can you we give this girl a free course? Mm-hmm. That'd be great. Um, okay, babe, how married are you? I'm so married that this morning you sent me a text and you're like, hey, can you bring my banana? It's on the counter um, with you to the office. Left the house, forgot the banana. What? Remembered the banana, turned around, and got the banana. And then you went to the juice spot. And then I was like, I'm hungry too. So I went to get myself a smoothie. Um, and then I was like, I think Glenn would appreciate this. They probably have bananas at the smoothie spot. <laughs> <laughs> you probably could have just asked them for a banana. I appreciate it, though. You jack but Don't take away from my... <laughs> no, no, no. I'm saying that's good, but I'm just saying you... <laughs> I don't like you. No, it's, it's okay, good, man. How married are you, my love? Um, I'm so married a while ago. Um, <laughs> a while ago. <laughs> your your glasses were stepped on. You left. Uzi left your glasses on the the the, the stairs. The stairs. Now Yvette has probably about <laughs> sixteen pieces. I do not. Glasses. No, that is not true. More like six. Eight. Eight. I would say about eight glasses. And her favorite one, she, I don't know how, but she went away and she left them on the stairs. And Anaya was walking up the stairs and stepped on, on them in the worst position. It was completely like the glasses was going like horizontal and the frame was like, it was so bad. The mm-hmm. Yeah. So I picked them up and I just sat them down. And I had to calm down at night because she was so disappointed in herself. She cried in her bed under her covers because mm. she disappointed her mother. Mm. <laughs> and I was like, it's okay. She'll be fine. She shouldn't have left him on the stairs anyway. Like, I was like, your mother is ridiculous. <laughs> well, who leaves her glasses on the stairs? She deserves it. What is this? Mary? Is this a how married are you? Yeah. So then <laughs> I picked them up and I took them to our room. And I told you what happened that night or two nights later. And you asked me not to touch, fix them. And I really wanted to fix them. Like, I sat there and I really wanted to because I was like, I'm going to break them, but I just want to see if I can fix them. And I didn't because you asked me to. Thank you. So I listened. That's all. And And that's just how... What? And that's that's just just how married we are. are.